nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, frazzled, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... My name is Paul Carmichael, and I've had fast too much smoothie, dear. So, and you know what that can do? Not a Eubank smoothie, I hope. It's not a Eubank smoothie. I mean, look at that, though. Look at the colour. That's a natural... That looks like... Wasn't What was that drink you had last week? It does. It looks like strawberry cheese. Well, speaking of that, yeah. look at this, dear viewers. Well, what's this? Lilt is back. Right, well, how can Lilt be back in a Fanta bottle? It says, new look, but, as you can see, the branding is Fanta, pineapple and grapefruit. So, right, so that's that's not a new look, is it? That's just pretending that it's low, but it's just a different type of Fanta. It's the topper and sparky. It's the dandy and nutty. It's it's when they merge brands, isn't it? Or in that case, comics. I don't like any of that. No, I'm not keen myself, but that's what's going on here, isn't it? They've, do you remember with all that Sif and Jif and Snickers and Marathon and all that? Mm-hmm. Don't so agree what, with any of that, yeah. No, but what it is is, what it is is right. As the same witness. Um, what it is, is, right, um, those, apparently I found out, you know when they make the name of something, they change it. It's to okay. make it, because with Jif, it was called Sif everywhere in the world, but Jif here. Right. So if they do that, this is what I got told, they can print the labels in one hit in one place in the world. Ah. So you okay. see these people who run these companies like making money, all the shareholders and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be a shareholder and make money. I'd like to be a shareholder very much indeed. They Should also we float make... on the stock exchange? I could happily float anywhere for the amount of money that these people seem I, to be on. I always imagine Roland Riveron in that big inflatable suit. Do you remember that programme he had on a Friday night? Oh, when he God. was like in the dock. Was he at Camden Lock or something? He was in the water. Yes. With a suit with a life preserver on oh, underneath. Oh, God, it was something and like he, that. They were holding a piano. And Gabin. I do vaguely remember that. Can you imagine? It's just a couple of guys pissed up in the pub. Here's an oh. idea for a pro. Right, Roland. So it'll be Roland Riveron and his mate in the pub. It's like, you're floating. Yes. Yes. And they go to uh, Channel 4 who go, yes. Yeah. And it just Two happens. six. Yeah. I think that it was on every week for a long time. There's more than six. Blimey. I'd love a suit like that, though. I could, I could yeah. sit in a boardroom, you know, doing yeah. the Patrick Wymark. Mm. where obviously I don't know what's going on, but I'm acting as though I do, just like Weimark did. Just like and work for you, really. Just like work. I sit there and I occasionally mutter something that sounds like it's been scripted by, <coughs> you know, someone off Howard's way, and then you fill in the blanks. It seems like to work a, quite well. Like a BBC Three comedian who don't tell any actual jokes, they just say it in a, a timbre and a metre that sounds like it's a joke. Mm. You say things with the, you know, in the sort of... Uh, mellifluous resonance of someone who knows what they're saying. Absolutely. And everyone goes, yeah, that's what mm. we should do. Scratch I've beneath the surface, it. though. Oh, oh no, not much substance. It. It's quite masterful. It's good, isn't it? Mm, it is it's good. very good. But it doesn't stand up to any sort of rigorous investigation, though, I would well, say. it doesn't have to, does it? It's all about no. the moment, dear. It's, it's the moment. It's playing the moment that's just right. then, isn't I'm it? You know today, it is. Thanks Sorry? to you. I'm hoarse today, thanks to you. You will be. Why are you, why are you feeling a little hoarse, asked the farmer. Um, because we had a show on Friday night, which ended up being quite exuberant. Mm, it's um, a wonderful show. 
It, it was a good show, I have to say. Well, I can only judge on feedback. Mm. It's one of those things, you know, without um, the prop of alcohol. Not that I ever, in the tail end of the uh, drinking fun, not that yes. I ever got shit fit. I mean, in the old days, you know, I, there was a, I hope they still haven't got it, but there's a video of me just going straight off the front of the stage playing the keyboard. <laughs> and being so pissed, I'm lying on the floor with it between my legs, just pressing it like that. Oh, that's magnificent. Mm, yeah, I suppose. So, I mean, um, did you manage to keep playing, though? Something. There's was, a skill. I was pawing at it. You see, if look. it matters, though, you keep going. That's the human spirit right there. I've mm. encountered that when I fell down the steps of the cavern in Liverpool. You know how many steps there are in a big spiral mm. there? Yeah. And I went top, the, uh, top to bottom holding a pint. I think I'd gone up the steps with a pint and at the top being told by the bouncers, you can't take that outside, mate, apparently. So I thought... Well, you couldn't. Enough. You couldn't. Well, you couldn't. I'm, I'm not you saying the bouncers... took it back bounce. down. I, I took it back down and lost my footing and went down pretty much all the steps, hardly spilt a pint, hardly spilt a drop of the pint, managed to do that whilst breaking my little finger. The one holding the pint... No, 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 in the free hand. Clearly, right. when I was grabbing at something. I was going to say, that'd be like, uh, who was it? Walter, sorry, no, Bert Troutman. Bert the Troutman. Football player. Germany, West Germany, and Everton, I think. He can't have been from West Germany if he's called Bert Troutman, or was it? Troutman. Troutman. Bert. That's yeah. the, he doesn't sound like he's a German. Well, have a look on the internet if you want. But I think Bert Troutman was a German prisoner of war who stayed here after the war and played goal. Took goal? What did he say? Kept goal. Kept, Kept goal. goal. Right. For Everton. And Ooh. in an FA Cup final, he broke his back and still finished the game. That's compare, the stuff. I'm comparing it. Yeah, it'll be all them uh, Luftwaffe exercises he did every morning. It'll be that. So like Jerzy Grotowski. So did he come over and was he told, right, you can stay, but you've got to change your name to something very British, so we're going to call you Mr. Troutman? Cause, Should we uh, look him up? He might, not, he, he might not be a real person. I'd, uh, I'd like to find out, actually, because it's just... I, I love the idea of this. I think it's a lovely go, story. Bert Troutman. Right, where was he ah, born? It was, his neck, it was his neck he broke in the FA Cup final. What was, <laughs> oh. he, what was his name when he was born? No, no, well, where was he was born? it was sort of Bert. <laughs> right, <laughs> Bernhard Karl Bert Troutman. <laughs> That's definitely mannering getting him in the bank. Oh, you know, if you want to stay here, Bernhard, oh. you're going to have to be Bert. It's exactly what like it that. is. And you can um, play an oh football dear. team. Oh, lovely. He's a hero, is Bert. Is he still about? No, but uh, he only died 10 years ago. Oh, okay, Bert. Let oh. me just see if that's actually true. Oh, no, it's Man City. See how shit I am at football. See, this I knew is it was a blue team. Falling to pieces. We've got, we've got a German it's called here. Bert. You, you're going into rumpole mode there. <laughs> you see, your honour, his defence is clearly... F All right, so Bert Troutman. I'll just yes. chop that other shit out. No one will know. <laughs> Doesn't he know a lot about football? <laughs> so Bert Troutman, I think... Uh, yeah, he played for Man City, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. No, I won't no. cut anything out. Who cares? No. And according to this, yeah. Uh, so apparently, when he arrived there, there was a lot of discontent. They were unhappy about Man the City's, prisoner of war camp about what? signing a former member of the German army. Oh, the prisoner of war camp might be rubbish as well, mate. Hang on. 
What? <laughs> oh no, he was. He was. Well, he, he, was man. he was. No, no, no. Oh. He was transferred to a transit camp in Essex. So was he, he was... actually in a prisoner of war camp, or just transferred from the continent to a transfer to basically a bus station to a foot to Man City's training ground? Essentially, that's it. So he yeah. comes over straight on the bus, Man City, done. He was in prison near Ostend, Belgium, then transferred to a transit camp in Essex where he was interrogated. No, so obviously the war was still going on. Right, okay. As a volunteer soldier who had been subject to indoctrination from a young age, he was classified as Category C, meaning he was regarded as a Nazi. Ooh, dear. Oh, I'll dear. get to Robert Hardy doing Nazi in a oh, minute. Oh, yes, yes. Um, oh, God, I love Robert Hardy. I know, I know. Anything okay. else on Bert? Yeah, oh God, loads. Uh, football matches were regularly held at the camp in which Troutman played outfield. However, in a match against amateur team Haydock Park, how's about that? Mm. Um, Troutman was injured while playing centre-half. He swapped positions with goalkeeper Gunther Lowe and from that day forward played as a goalie. During right. this time, he became known as Bert, as the so English were So was Gunther playing for Man City as well? Because it sounds like no, the entire this is in the camp. Man City. This oh, is in I was going to say. It's not the, the entire of Man City, it's just German no. prisoners of war. And With the closure of the POW camp imminent, Troutman declined an offer of repatriation and stayed in England. He'd met a woman, hadn't he? It definitely. Working on a farm in M- Milnthorpe, then subsequently working on bomb disposal in Heighton. He may have met your grandfather. He may well have done. I bet he your granddad had known who Bert Troutman was. Well, I mean, if he hadn't been dead 31 years, I would ask him. But he may well have done, I suppose. I did say knew. Did you? I did. Yeah, I will go with that then. So, well, he may... Dab w- that in the edit. <laughs> in case I didn't. Just in case. He may well have done. And here's the thing. I think that that neatly brings us on to a nice thing uh, that we both got this week, doesn't it? Should we World make sure he did break his neck in the FA Cup final? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah. fell over. Didn't really have Grazed his knee. Oh, bollocks. I can't be asked reading all that. Oh, yes, there we he go. did. Right. Anyway, so as I was saying, we both got something with a World War Two sort of a thing this week, didn't we? Yes, boss. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, you're quite right. Yeah. Have you got yours there? Well, this is all because of you. Well, this one's not. I refuse this. Oh, is it this. not? No. All right, go well, on then. Which one are you on about? Well, I'm on about this one, unless oh, there's you're another on about World that War II one. thing. Right. This one. Yes. There we go. Yes. That is marvellous, and um, I had no idea I bought anything from World of Books. I had no idea either. Well, I mean, I didn't know about... This was one of those panic buys. I blame you for this. I know, and you can, but later thank me for it. Well, I will. I mean, first thoughts, obviously, is when I'm looking at it on my own screen here, doesn't he look like Bernard Cribbins with a Hitler tash in that picture? (laughs) Yes, he does. He really does. He looks Um, incredibly like... um... Bernard Cribbins with a hit yeah. attached. So there we are. So Bomber Harris, starring John Thor, to give you a little uh, idea of what this is, um, he provides a truly outstanding and electrifying performance. We'll talk about that in a moment. Have you um, watched it? No, absolutely not. Not yet. Not no, yet. I've not had time, but go on. Anyway, so February 1942, the outcome of the war is in the balance. Harris is appointed commander-in-chief of RAF Bomber yes. Command. Fierce and uncompromising, he has a vision for smashing Hitler's Germany within a year. He will forge one of the most powerful bomber fleets ever assembled and use it to obliterate the industrial cities of Nazi Germany. The death toll among German civilians will be horrendous, but the war will be won. Yes. You should have now done then. that as Robert Hardy as Churchill, but anyway. 
Well, I mean, here's my thoughts immediately. BBC. Exactly. With John Thor. Okay, there's a problem. I'm with you. Okay, there is an issue there. There is an issue, obviously, because John Thor and BBC. Well, all right, year in Provence. Didn't exactly go well, though, did it? This is pre that, and and they obviously had a few goals at making John a BBC man. Well, they did. Uh, This is 1989. But I can't tell you much else about it because it's just got chapters on it. It doesn't even say who the director is. In the film, no, 1989, it, it'll be a late it? Innes Lloyd or something. It's but it doesn't simply say. media. So what it do you is. expect? So, well, yeah. Sorry, um, sorry. Say it again. No, no. I, I mean, Innes Lloyd. Innes Lloyd is quite a possible contender. Someone like that. However, here's my thoughts. I suspect that this is made entirely on film. I think it's all VT. If it's all VT, I'll be very My happy. memory of it is that lovely, smeary, cosy BBC, you know, settle down with a lovely cup of tea mm. and warm up the old uh, TV set. Well, you see, I, I, can, I, can approve, I can approve of that. I can absolutely approve of that. I do have one big problem, and I feel I that I... can't see that now. It's just, it is. It's Bernard Cribbins and a Hitler It's touch. in Faulty Towers. It's Bernard Cribbins. It, it is. That's all it is. Yeah. However, and this is leading on to my main problem, and it's this, John Thor. Mm. I I don't, because John Thor only ever does John Thor. Well, I don't know. Well. I've I've not seen him in anything where I've gone, got it. Now I've got it. Now, I have mm. no problem here. You've not saying that the this Sweeney, is though. this is the thing I was leading to. I have no problem saying that this is probably related to the Sweeney. May I provide I'm... you with a gateway drug? You can. 1974. Yeah. The thing that's called the Sweeney pilot, but it's not. The 90-minute armchair theatre Regan. Now I have seen that, but 1992 it was shown on TV Helly with Frank Muir. TV what? TV Heaven. Heaven. Sorry, it yeah, sounded like you said Heli. Did I say Heli? Hello, welcome to Heli, TV Heli. It's quite possible I did. I was watching some um, behind-the-scenes footage of the 1986 Commonwealth Games earlier. As, as you, you do. As you do. Um, they were referring to Heli Telly. That's how they talked to the pilots ah, in the helicopter. I wonder if you did say Heli then. It could have been that. That was Heli Telly 1, and I rather like that. I'm However, have a drink of Lilt 2.0. You do that. However, I think my issue is that because obviously, obviously I have issues with ITV because of my being brought up in that way. Protestant. But uh, the thing is, you see, ITV was okay at lunchtimes because it was Rainbow and then the Sullivans. That was acceptable. That mm. was fine. John Thor, however, in the Sweeney, the Sweeney seems to epitomise everything I was told about ITV that was bad. It well, was angry, shouting rests. people, and violence, and that. So I, it's the you you generally get um, a pair of knockers in the Sweeney. There you go. So there's all these little things you see, and I was told that that was why ITV was wrong, essentially. And it's all encapsulated within the Sweeney. So whilst there might be a gateway drug, I suspect I've got to work my way through a lot of the archive till I can get to it. And that's fine, because I'm making good headway with, you know, various ITV things. Father, Dear Father, I think is the best sitcom ever made. Well, there's a couple of points there. So, yeah, I mean, in our house, when the Sweeney, our minder, another one with knockers, was on. Mm. The news, my nan's newspaper would go up and occasionally you'd hear disgusting coming from behind the newspaper. Right. You know, if you got four of them, it was a good show. Hmm. Um, secondly, series four, episode one, Messenger of the Gods. 
Don't ask me why it's called that. Diana Dawes, right? Right. And what's his name? Who? Oh, I thought we'd be here all day. I don't know. He always played the sort of daft old blokes in the 70s. Daft old blokes. Um, uh, Joe Gladwin. No, like southern ones. Um, Derek Dedman. No, no, no. Old bloke. Anyway, it don't matter. Okay. He's in it. Right. But also, uh, who's the guy who played... Po- not Potter, Bowler, I think he played in Please Sir. Small, bald, Eric Chitty. No, I've got the wrong fucking character then. Oh, you? hey. Oh, I was quite oh, impressed hey. with that. Go on then. I was certain it was Bowler uh, who played it. No, you're thinking of, um, is Derek Guiler's character Potter? They wouldn't have a Potter and a Bowler, I don't think. Well, there was a series called Bowler, and I right. thought that was it. Hang on, I'll just put I Messenger thought, of the Gods in, eh? I thought It'll give Bowler me a load was... of uh, Eric Von Daniken. Well, that's my immediate thought, is it's just going to be Mad Eric telling us that we're all descended from Venusians. Well, Eric might have a point. Hmm. I was Maybe. watching, uh, you know, the Patrick Troughton documentary, <laughs> Can You Speak Venusian, that was shown. You occasionally see clips of that man doing a made-up language, but I managed to get the whole programme. And it's not just that one bloke who thinks he can speak Venusian. There's bloody hundreds of these people back in the late 60s. All mad. Isn't that wonderful, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they get 30 minutes on BBC Two to just be mad in. He played Peter Craven in Please Sir. His name was Malcolm McPhee. He's in that Sweeney thing. Sorry, we're about three things back now. Well, I don't know. Right, hang on. He played who? Malcolm? You know what? It don't matter. Carry on. I can't remember where I was. No, no, I'm interested. Speaking Venusian. Yeah, in this documentary with uh, Patrick Moore. But there's loads of them, and there's a woman who can speak Plutonian. It's fascinating to watch these mad Venusian people. Aikido. That's the sort of stuff, yeah. Hi! Yeah, absolutely That's all you wonderful. Need. That's so all you anyway, need. Uh, <coughs> anyway, so I don't know what I'm, if, what I'm going to make of Bernard Cribbins here in Faulty You Towers. are going to love Bernard Cribbins Thor's performance. Really? You are. Seriously, okay. you're going to enjoy the show. And I think I'm right in saying it's the last outing for... We were fighting about the beaches. Mr. Robert Hardy doing Churchill. Is that Hardy doing Churchill? Yeah. He looks good in it, then. Yeah, he does. But by this point, it's become completely unhinged. Because Hardy's been playing Churchill now for, what, about 12 years? Mm-hmm. By the time he does that. So does it become... More Churchill than... More and more like that. It's interesting, that, isn't it? So, he sort of... I presume when he first takes it on... What would he have first done that? Was that the first Churchills? Because did he do that? I can't think. There's one where he he does it that isn't his series, isn't there? Yeah. And then he does The Wilderness Years, and then there's Summit House. But... Um, It's probably very good. Well, yeah, but I'm wondering if there is, again, a trajectory. Like, we've discussed before about the moment where Robert Hardy goes mad. There is. So, do we get a parallel Churchill Hardy? Yes. It's a curve. Oh. It's it's a noticeable trend. When you see him in that, he's, his chin is right in the middle of his chair. Wow. Yeah. It's like Kenneth Williams doing him. So, who really went mad first? Was it Hardy or was it Churchill in Hardy's head? Ah, well, we'll never know. Oh. I mean, there's going to be sort of a feedback loop there, isn't there? You know, maybe Siegfried Farnan becomes more Churchill. Or maybe Churchill becomes more Siegfried Farnan. Or maybe Robert Hardy just 
got a bit more exuberant. I wonder if you could illustrate this on some sort of a chart. I mean, you'd have to map all yeah. of his performances against his general madness from adverts and things. Mm. Yeah, to but, see the correlation. I mean, if you see him in the Cleopatras, is it where he plays Mark Antony? Yes. He's completely hat standing that. Absolutely mental. But then you've also got a topless Graham Crowden with lots of eye makeup running around. That's in that. right. Yeah. Magnificent stuff. And that's it got is a lot good. of lot of not and knockers in as well. It has. But maybe it would have been allowed in your house because they were Protestant knockers. Well, BBC, absolutely. There was nothing wrong with Graham Crowden whacking the, you know, blacking up a bit, bit of the old eyeliner and sitting there with nude ladies either side. That was the BBC and therefore it was art. Joan Bakewell probably approved. There you go. People so who can, uh, People who know how to order food correctly <laughs> commission that one. Paul. Do, okay then, mother. Do, do people who watch ITV not know how to order food? Not in high-class restaurants. There is a, uh, there is an etiquette to be observed, isn't there? Well, there is, I suppose. Yeah. What about no, you? Know, you don't go in and go. Bar, you'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't go in there and go uh, triple emperor burger and chips, do you? <laughs> no, you've you got to know what's on the menu. Yes, you do. Yes. So anyway. Away from the eating habits. This is a good point, actually. You know, opposite where we were last night, just to bring it back round to the show. So, yeah. just before the show went up, I nipped outside. I would go on the old pipe. Mm. And opposite, of course, there's there's a Michelin-starred restaurant. Is that? Oh, yeah. the carriage works. That's it. Uh, no, no, it's, it's smaller. It's not the carriage works. You come out that door, and it's directly opposite. And it's just like a front Is door. Is it that beautiful one down the steps? It's got... It's in part, It's in that building. I think this yeah, the, is the ground level. The Blackadder the third building. That's the thing, yeah. Now, down the steps is lovely. This little wine cellar. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I've had gin there. That was lovely. However... Through the front door is this Michelin-starred restaurant. And I thought, ooh, that might be quite nice to go for tea. So I had a quick look at the menu. No, it wouldn't. Absolutely no. not. Now, if you wanted to basically have a meal, and you don't get to choose, you get told what you're having for tea for five courses, £140. Do you know I've been taken there for a meal? I didn't know it was that dear. I'd forgotten, because I was right. a, a wee bit pest, you know. Ah, fair enough. Really? So that's what it was like in there? Oh, oh yeah. Did you have wine? Oh, aye. Plenty Double of. Double So, and got, but it might not have been that posh when I was in there. It's about five years ago. Well, I think it would have been pretty posh, so I could get it stars. Right. Wow. It's not like, what's his name? Who's the bloke who gives the stars out? That French chef. Huey Green? Someone like that. Yeah, Huey Green. It's not like Huey Green came round and said, we're going to give you the stars and then you've got to smart I mean that off. most sincerely. Absolutely. Yeah. He would have actually gone in there and said, this is already at a standard, have the stars. Well, if the rumours are to be believed, then he would have most assuredly left a deposit. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so. Let's, let's move on. Yes. Hey, I'm not Trevor Eve. Don't blame me. <laughs> Isn't that who you played so, him? This says you're playing music. Not me. Oh. oh, no, I think it was just picking up on the clock. That's all right. Anyway, so let's talk about the show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, wow. Lovely show. So, what, a, what a week that was. Explain what the show was, first of all. So the show was um, originally meant to be a day or two after the London show. Mm. But 
what with various miscommunications and da, 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 and all sorts of things that went on it was in september so it was meant to be a second vivian stanchel at 80 show mm. uh which it was but it, it was. was six months after the the first show so that meant fresh rehearsals um stuff like that yeah it yeah. did but it was wonderful it was amazingly good it I was mean, it was yeah. a good show. It was a good solid show, and of course, celebrates the fact that the two albums came out and made it into the top ten. Made it into the top ten. Not. I bad, mean, Rupert hey. doing the uh, hosting on the night is what elevated it. It kind I of think that was rounded lovely. the whole thing out. It uh, it triangulated us and Rodney and Viv and. It, it did. It just, yeah, I, I think that Rupert telling those wonderful stories, the Amazing. boa constrictor, uh, went down the lav and that sort of thing. Just just loads of them. I mean, he was just a natural when he got up there. He was. He absolutely was. And, and after about 20 seconds, you could tell he started to really enjoy it as well. Yeah, that uh, was the best thing, yeah. Which, But I have been thinking about that. Boa constrictors can live for a very long time. You know, there's a good chance that that bugger's still alive. Well, yeah. I mean, you should probably explain to the listeners... What the boa constrictor story was. Well, was the boa constrictor that Viv brought it back from somewhere? I think it was... I don't remember that bit because I couldn't hear very well backstage. But right. the bit I remember him saying, wasn't he washing it in the toilet? He was washing the boa constrictor. And it but went... No, holding the boa constrictor to wash it. And then it went... <laughs> and down the lab and round the U-bend and off. Yeah. So but somewhere in London, in the sewers... Is Viv's boa constrictor, presumably still on the rampage. Now there's a film there. There absolutely is. Oh, yeah. I'd like that. I'd, In 3D. I'd watch that. Yeah. <sighs> With it coming out at you. That's it. Viv's Boa. Yeah, Viv's Boa. It writes itself, man. It really does. It really does. Um, but yeah, Rupert being there and giving us the stories and telling us all that stuff, that was lovely. But what I also loved, I have to say, and I hope, I'm sure he won't mind me uh, saying this, um, is that he picked up on it so well after you put a little thing up on social media and he said it was a fantastic show performed with love. Mm. And absolutely, it is that, isn't it? You've got to... Well, everyone involved in this project is out of love. I mean, this, the people, yeah. you know, let me think, three of the people on the night mm. travelled a very long way to perform. They did. And came early so they could rehearse the day before. Mm. Um... Susie, Rodney and Brian were yeah. anymore. I'm not sure. So there's all that. There's all the obvious love that we all have for it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be involved. Absolutely. Uh, Rupert, of course, there's a fourth who traveled yeah, a long way to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and and then Roy, who joined us, you know. On the night. Frizz Without a sound check or a rehearsal, which was. With nothing. Oh. But when Nothing. he went ding, 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 into that song, it's like, whoa, all right, this is a... Oh, yeah. First of all, I know, because he's got... I mean, we knew when we were doing the album, it's like, this this drummer mm. is a, has a very distinctive style mm. and really has a very distinctive snare hit. Yeah, it's an, it's an attack, isn't it? Bosh. Yeah, it's no it's, holding pat there. It's no. just like, woof, off we go. So oh. Tilo, who's a, 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 also an amazing drummer, mm. you know, I've been sort of rehearsing with him and used to his drums all night. Then when that dick dick come in, it was like, I turned around. Yeah. I was just like, wow, because it was literally, it sounded exactly as the recording did. Yes. Yeah. It was like that shock. And then the noise of it. 
Oh, man. And then Carlo. Who pl- I mean, they all played a blinder. Mm. But Carlo on the guitar, on the new stuff, obviously he had all that room to emulate Ollie Halsell. Oh, the, um, the way he played on uh, Cut My Hands. Mm. <sighs> yeah. That was beautiful. Amazing. Beautiful. It was a really good show, and it was. It was indeed. It's a show that... Well, I mean, it's such an important show because I suppose you and I, I don't know if you've worked on one project so long. Well, I made the point on the night. I asked if anyone had seen Godfather 3. Yes. Because, you know, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in again. That's it. And that's what it seems to be with this. It's It just, the amount of times it's like, you know, and that's why there's never again will I put out this is the final show because there's just no point. No, But no I point meant that in 2018 when we finished. Mm. It was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do, and I, and I don't. Well, anyway, but there's a love to it now. You know what I love watching it from the old director's perspective. Well, just to put in, we are on. now kind of old hands in this. Well, absolutely, we are That's no longer just the the new lads. No, no, it's all. been thirteen years. But in those thirteen years, you know what I love is when we actually do Rawlinson. Mm. Is because now. Those movements, where you go to, when you put... That's become muscle memory for you Mm. now. So when you say the word, it triggers the move. And that just gives you the idea that, oh, right, so down there, that is where the gardens are. Oh, up there, that's where dead Mr. Cumberpatch is. We know where those things are. Pop a bit of lighting on there. And I think that you actually, from a stage that's almost got that Meyerholdian thing of the stage should be bare and just be representative, Mm. and yet it still creates... The actual Rawlinson end. You know, it's, well, it's mapped like, out now. Well, it's Beautiful. like David, isn't it, with his Ruth Draper technique? It's exactly that, yeah. You know, it's kind of... It is the... And, you know, we didn't rehearse the Rawlinson stuff either. You mm. know, um, it was just a case of... Because there just wasn't any time. No. There really wasn't any time. Now, for me personally, I mean, those guys are so good. Mm. They could just be given a sheet of music mm. and do it. And it, you'd be like, right, you've been rehearsing that for months because they're that good. Uh, they didn't do that. They still rehearsed. Uh, but me, I'm I'm just too much, really. I just want too much rehearsal. Mm. And so it tempers my uh, inclination to over-rehearse anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is a good thing because what this show needs is a great uh, deal of spontaneity. Oh, God, yeah. It's got to have that, otherwise it's just yeah, it's just a tribute act. Well, it certainly had spontaneity the other night. It Woo! did. It, it did. It absolutely did. And then, of course, there was the 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 post match carry back at yours. Oh yes, yes, that was that was uh, that was something that uh, it had to be part of the whole. I wish I wish I liked curry. I really do. Wish you would I like liked... my curry. But you say that, but lots of people have said, oh, you'll like this one. And then it's just like, I, it's, no, it's but I too hot. Things, I do, I, I, thanks to the wonderful, um, my, one of my lecturers at college, Bob Rathmill, no longer with us, sadly. Bob, I went back to, we used to go out on a Saturday night in Liverpool. And mm. like, I'd never been out in Liverpool. So anyway, we used to go out and then back to his. Yeah. And um, one night it was like, he's, he's asking if people are hungry. Yes, of course, I'm drunk. And he gives me a proper bowl of the, of this food. And it was just, I, and I was eating it. I was like, I've never eaten food like this. So things like Gujarati cabbage and stuff like that, which you would like, everyone loves. 
everyone loves it i i tell you i always say to people you will be asking for more cabbage and they do well they don't they just go back and get more because i'm not because you're not serving obviously no i don't know i don't have an issue with cabbage i quite like cabbage but anyway i didn't finish my thing do Um, go on um and he got it all out of madder jaffrey's indian cooking well like madder jaffrey well that book bbc Yes, and, and that book, based on the BBC TV series. Yes, right. Um, it's Indian home cooking. It's not um, restaurant style. Right. So there's not this weird competition to just make stuff that hurts. Then, no, God, no. Because I don't understand that. I don't Nothing understand the why other you night eat something hot. that hurts you and makes you sweat. I mean, I made a chicken tikka madras and a halloumi madras for the veggies. Right, they're so, hot, aren't they? They're meant to be. I didn't make them hot because I know people don't like. And, and if you want hot, put a little naga chili in it. Absolutely not. No. But you could do that if you did like them hot. So I don't make them hot. Yeah, but if I was there and you were show, showing me around all this cabbage and everything, and they go, uh, "Could I have a korma?" You know, that's not going to come across too well, is it? Yeah, but I also left out a bowl of grated creamed coconut that you can mix in with your curry. Oh, that, oh, oh! Just, just for for the for the tart who can't take the the heat. Well, you, you would have been in that. I yes, sat there I, and grated that coconut for you, and you didn't th- turn there up. There you go. I could have been there and just grazed on coconut <laughs> embers. Oh, you could, you could, but it were not anyway. It no, weren't hot. Okay, fair and people who like don't like curry as such, you know, because it's too hot. At, you know, two platefuls. Well, so. okay. It well, was good. Maybe, and, and, well, and, and thanks to Yusuf opening up at the bottom of the road. Oh, so yes. I advise everyone to go there. Um, you know, it's um, I don't have to go to Liverpool if I mm. need stuff. No, this so is I was, good. So I was able to go there the other day and get fresh methy and get fresh everything. It was great. It was no, just that great. Good. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. So a very successful show. Hungry now. Yes, mm. a very successful show. People were very happy and I'm delighted they were so happy. Yes, so thank you, know. you for coming along if you did. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So, aside from that, this week I avoided an argument on the internet. Uh, mm, very interesting. I, I did, using pure passive aggression. So, it so was you a did rep- argue? No, I didn't argue. No, this is the thing. So, somebody replied to something I'd written in February. Now, instantly, I just think, that's rude. Okay, <laughs> you don't do that. There's How no have point. they found that? How would you go about finding that? I'm not entirely sure. It was at the end of a thread, and someone was talking, and I thought, well, no, I'll shout back at was you. Was the person in that thread? No. No, they've clearly just spotted a comment and followed the thread and got to mine, and then replied. Now, this is seven months ago. That's common. You don't do that. No. So, but I thought, I can't be bothered. Because he immediately said, oh, thanks to Brexit, we're not in recession. And I just said, don't know who you are, but can I recommend you get yourself a really good record player? That's what you need. Because I can't be bothered with you. I think I just put that. And he got annoyed with that. Yeah, people do take umbrage with with you giving advice unsolicited. That's all it was. And I got some sort of gif sent back to me. And I said, look... I said, it's no offence against you. However, all I want to do, Tom, I'm about to walk the dog. The Archer's Omnibus is coming on and I'm going to settle down with some uh, with some Monteverdi. So I said, so I don't really have time for you. That seemed to annoy him as well. You can't be polite to these people. Well, that's not polite, is it? If it's some sort of somebody with a shit life. 
Well, well you're floating around like David Niven, and he's. Just I like, do, I'm not floating around anywhere. I don't know if he's got a shit. Oh, come now, not floating around. I'm. I'm going to walk the dog. Then I should listen to some Monteverde, and then perhaps a, a soup son of the archers. I just didn't wish to talk to the chap, and I thought I was being perfectly kind to him and explaining why I didn't. Yeah, want Yeah, but to. then you, you give him a sort of like a quote from Giles Corrin's column. You know, my Sunday. <laughs> you know, so it's obviously going to give him the arse. So he liked Brexit a summer. Is that right? He liked it. Something like that. That's the other thing I sort of said. I, I can't be bothered with all the tribalism. Mm. I said, it's not a sport. I said, I said I've looked at your um, Twitter feed. I said, where's the art? Where's the science? Where's the music? Try being yeah. more interesting and then come back to me. And he didn't. Yeah, that's just not... That's aggressive, aggressive. How's that aggressive? I was simply giving come him some Come back when advice. you're interesting. But yes! If he just sat down, all he's doing is he's posting. I don't know, even probably right wing, left wing, I don't care. He's just posting shite all day. Well, post something else. Post some nice pictures of something. Post a bit of the Trout Quintet. Post an old clip of Tomorrow's World going, ha, oh, can you imagine they thought that? Post something. All the things I think this politically. Nobody cares. No, well, I don't care. And that's all I said to him when he mm. got the arse. Yeah, telling someone to go away and come back when they're interesting will get. I mean, you know, would you treat that as a sort of a clarion call to self improvement? I didn't block him. He can come back when he's more interested. The offer is open. I thought that was quite magnanimous of me. Ah, uh, well, yes, yeah, somebody of that mindset would think they were being magnanimous. Mm. You know, because you're like in, you're so. inferring that firstly you are interesting and say interesting things. Yes, and secondly that you're going to judge others by your metric. Yes. Mm. Let's see if you pass the interesting test, shall we? Indeed so, and he didn't. Nah, who gives a shit? I, I don't mean, care. No, that's no. my point. I didn't argue with the chap. I could have argued about Brexit or something. I put him in his place. I, I chose not to argue, and I was simply very, very civil. I even signed off with a cheerio. There's nothing offensive about that. I just imagine someone doing a Basil Faulty in their bed sitting Swindon now, really upset <laughs> about being told they're not interesting. You know, giving well, it all that yeah. business. Or, or he'll start reading things and discover stuff and go, oh, there is more than me just sitting here masturbating whilst I watch Sky News. He'll realise that... He, it's dust. Yeah, that sort of thing. Getting the yeah. dog to lick it off him. Yeah, he'll realise if he's got a dog. I hope he has. Anyway, but oh, I'm not in any way disliking the man. <laughs> no. I hope he doesn't have a dog. No, no, no. Then no, he no, could no. be thoroughly lonely. He could get a dog. He could go out walking. That would he lead to take nice photographs. What is his name on the? Or is it just some like? You know, Kevin, not two one four four four. Oh no! I mean, his name was there, and he's got a Union Jack and things, and straight away you might know, have I a dog, know. might have a bulldog with a Union Jack vest on that looks well, like Robert Hardy. Well, in that case, why wasn't he taking his dog for a walk on a nice Sunday morning and listening to the Archers like I was? He might have been out with the dog and on his phone arguing with you. Well, what's the point of that? If you're going to walk your dog and look at nice things, the last thing you want to be doing is telling someone seven months ago that you think they're wrong. He might live somewhere horrible, though. Oh, good. <laughs> right, speaking of he needs to read some books, so the Morrison's book table oh. has gleaned some real... All I can deduce is that somebody with the exceptional taste, apart from the thing you're going to mention, 
um, <laughs> has sadly passed away um, because the table was replete with fantastic books. Um, so this one, uh, Quentin Tarantino, The Man and His Movies, that's Ooh. a great read. I got that out of yes. the library years ago. Um, and from the guy who wrote uh, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls, I didn't even know he'd done a sequel. Uh, Down and Dirty. And obviously, as you can see with the Reservoir Dogs dudes on the front, it's obviously mm. the story of um, that sort of thing. Yes. And then C.S. Lewis's That Hideous Strength, which is, Ooh. look at that bugger. Now, not many people know this. Not a lot of people know, right? I don't um, know about this at all. C.S. Lewis wrote a thing called The Cosmic Trilogy mm. um, in the 1930s. He wrote Good a three-part like time across three time zones, etc. book. Anyway, that and hideous strength... Is it strength... all separate from all the Narnia malarkey? Yeah, yeah totally. It's okay. That hideous strength is like a dystopian future Britain, which I believe is round about our time. Oh, God. In the third okay. novel in C.S. Lewis's remarkable science fiction trilogy... Yeah, there you go. You heard me right. Science fiction trilogy. Newly married Mark and Jane Studdock are drawn into events very far out of the ordinary. The morning after a, her a, a horrific nightmare about a decapitated head, Jane sees the same face in a newspaper and has the growing feeling that she is being warned of something real and ominous. Oh. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I must get some glasses. I'm not fooling oh. anyone, am I? No. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Mark has been enticed to join the National Institute for Coordinated Experiments, which aims to control human society. As he is drawn into the sinister organisation, he discovers the truth about his wife's dreams while she seeks help at a community called St Anne's, led by the charismatic Dr Ransom. Dot, 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 dot. Does sound all right. And of course, C.S. Lewis... At the end of the day, with this, you know, the wardrobe, and you enter into the wardrobe, and you're in this massive world. There's your inspiration right there for the TARDIS on Absolutely. Doctor Who. And yeah. when did C.S. Lewis die? Twenty third November, nineteen sixty three. Twenty second. Ah, but the rest of it's all completely correct. Therefore, the BBC just managed by killing C.S. Lewis to avoid paying him any sort of yeah, that fees was, for using that his was idea. a shrewd move. Well done. That your turn for nice stuff. My, well, um, indeed, your Morrison's table did come up with the goods this week. Of and course. As you were saying, you know, maybe somebody has passed away. Well, now we can ask them because we can get access to them via the most haunted, the official behind-the-scenes guide. Oh. Yeah, you were quick off the mark when I sent you a photo to ask if you wanted it, weren't you? Yes, absolutely, right now. Um, but you discovered something amazing about... I discovered I something even better than this, which is if you were to open the book, you'll discover that it has been signed with all my love from Derek No Longer Withers Akora. From oh. Beyond the Grave. From Derek Beyond the Grave. The sad thing here is he signed it to um, Leanne and Tommy, and Tommy is spelt T-O-M-I. Mm. You can get like those that. pen erasers, though, can't you? Can you? Yeah, they carve the paper up. It, uh, it'd feel a bit odd if I was wiping out part of a dead man's scrawl. Well, Leanne and Tony obviously uh, aren't fond of Derek anymore. Could we assume maybe it was Leanne or Tony who have sadly left their collection? If the books come from the same treasure house as the ones I got. Oh, I think if anybody's going to be into such highbrow stuff as you've got, then obviously Most Haunted will be there with them as well. well I'm going to go and see this live later in the year. Isn't that fantastic? That 
the Empire or something. No, New Brighton, they're showing it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're turning up to I can't wait. But anyway, in the meantime, this goes on the winter pile, along with Dished and Shakespeare's book, and there's something arriving this week. There were more cool things, though, but I thought to myself, no, in the interests of holistic approach and karma and all that other stuff, I will leave the nice other nice things for someone else. And if I come in tomorrow and they're still there, I shall have them. Someone so, might just take... No, somebody will have taken them to rip up and use as lavatory paper. I know, they might have done. They might have done. They might have done. Alan Bennett's book was in there. I should have grabbed that. Oh, oh you should have got that. Mm. You really should. Uh, I mean, aside from that, there were a couple of other things. Well, one other thing turned up, which I'd forgotten, completely forgotten I'd ordered... Um, RSB Benton and all that. Um, yes. But uh, so, uh, big finish again. Oh, I know. Right, go with me on this though. Turns out that they don't just do things that I don't completely like. Uh, they've also done a, a full audio recording of King Lear with David Warner and Louise Jameson. I'll have a bit of that. Mm. I do like King Lear. It's awfully good. So, so, so that, there you go. Well, remember when we looked through Sir Henry, the number of Parallels and lines and words just lifted from Leah. Do you just, bandy looks with me, you, me, you rascal. rascal. Exactly. All those moments. So yeah. I picked those up. And then the other day, um, when I'd just missed a train home from work, um, I popped mm. into sex rather than going on the website and I just had a little browse. Oh, and I picked, yeah. I picked up... I love doing that. Oh, it was good. Two pounds got me uh, the Michael Fassbender marrying... Um, wow. thingy. Uh, Why do you pronounce her name, the French lady? Cotillard, is it? Marion Cotillard, I don't know. Something uh, like that. Anyway, so it's the um, Beth, two quid. And, uh, rather excitingly on Blu-ray, uh, the Graham Chapman's A Liar's Autobiography. Nice. Two quid. Brilliant. There we go. So that'll keep me going as well. This pile's getting me. We'd better have a really long, heavy winter to get through well, all this thanks stuff. to you... Mm. This week saw me buying the complete collection of It Ain't Half Hot Mum. There we go. Yeah. I've not seen it since I was a kid, to be quite honest with you. First so series that. takes a while to get going. It's like any of their things. They, they they spend the first series working out what works and going, all right, what's funny about this character or that character or that character? And towards the end of the first series, they've clearly gone, well, it's Winter Davis. That's who we need to be pushing up here yeah and from series two onwards it's just about winter davis turning purple that's all I love it's it. about oh. i love it if he reaches carry on england levels mm. it's like he's he's like a, a pillar box yeah throughout that oh it's ma- he, he wouldn't get horse no no he wouldn't have any of that no 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 lovely boy no i also got the complete heidi high excellent purely I've got that up there. and simply for barry howard mm. Because the rest of them, I'm not that asked about. You know what I mean? Spark always bored me. Okay. What about Ted Simon Cadell? Like yeah, I liked him. I like Simon Cadell. And his replacement, he was good. He was. He was. He, that was. Um, he was in the Sea Devils and mm. keeping up appearances. What was his name? That's David. It. David something. Um, oh no! Excellent. No, no. Those are very wise purchases, dear. Well, there's one more, and that's it. Right. And I, I blame you for this. I'm sure you told me to get this. Oh. But RSB Benton, I don't recall entirely. Go on. Um, killer. I did tell you to get that. Yes. I remember watching the John Thor one as a kid. John I Thor told you again. to get that, and then I forgot to order it myself. Well, there you go. 
But the clincher for me in buying it was because as a kid, I only watched the John Thor one cause. There you go. So you've seen the John Thor, but there's you've got Edward Anthony Woodward. Valentine and exactly. Woodward. So it's just like, oh, mate, I've got to have that. Oh, Edward Woodward's got, uh, got his uh, 1980s glasses on because that's mm. what he did. Mm-hmm. Did he have he the starts... same glasses for the Equalizer? He did. And um, the Callan movie, mid 80s. But. If you watch 1984 Series 2, yes. the glasses are creeping in. Are they? They are. The odd series one... Series 2, that's 79. Yeah, that would be yeah. about right. Yeah. Wet so, Jobs 1980, I think. So, yeah. Edward Woodward obviously said, I am to wear polarised lenses from here on in. It's in the contract. Mm. End of story. Mm. Mind you, he just wears normal glasses in uh, Callaner's muck, doesn't he? I wouldn't know about that. Hmm. Well, he couldn't really wear his nice sort of like shaded glasses when he's no. going around pretending to be a binman, could he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, a binman with a double life. Mm. Like most who wrote bin that? Was that have. John Sullivan? I don't know. It wasn't him. We looked it up. What, did ages, we? Ages. Yeah, yeah. Don't know who did it. Oh well. And um, this morning, I've decided to clear the cupboard under the stairs. Ooh. Uh, now, wasn't that where you were stockpiling things a while ago? A while ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, though, I spent a very happy half hour actually sorting nails and screws apart. It was good. Really? Hmm. Why? Because me nail tub, I, I sort of, I, I had a check of it, as you do. Do I need more nails? Um, no, you wouldn't know. Um, and I noticed just one screw protruding. So I was like, right, I shall take that out of my nail thing. Otherwise, how am I to assess nail levels? Uh, Well, yes. It's like, I don't need nails. And then I go to use nails, use three, and the rest of the thing's full of screws. Okay. And then I found another screw, and then, ah, bollocks, tip the whole thing out, sort through it. When did you last need to actually use more than three nails on something? It was when I was building the thing for tomatoes and stuff. Ah, right. Yeah. So nails are very handy chaps. I haven't uh, sorted them into individual sizes. That's a treat for later. Oh. See, the the, the thing I built must be about 10 years ago now, and it still works. I thought I'd build a vegetable planter, right? Mm. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I just got planks of wood, um, squares of wood, and just things to knock it all together. And I sort of made... And it was meant to be sort of like just small, you know, for a row of... Uh, celery or something. I, yeah. I, I built something the size of a frigging coffin, absolutely huge. Filled it with soil, and it immediately starts yeah, to strain under the weight. Of course, soil gets wet. I later discovered mm. when soil gets wet, it expands a bit. Yeah. So all of about two o'clock in the morning, there was a noise just, and it was like, like an exploding thump. Henry the only, in his coffin. It was exactly something like that, and it just mm. went. And, and that was it. Uh, the, the thing exploded. So I've halved it. It still sits there. But these right. days it looks it looks quite ominous. Will Have you grown anything in it? Um, no, well, now it's just plants. It's just nice plants, you know. Hmm. So you have grown something in it. Oh, yeah. I can still grow things in it. But I used... Christ, it cost me about 100 quid because I didn't know what I was doing. I made mine out of old pallets. Cost me nothing. 
I didn't think of doing that. Yeah. Where would you get pallets from? You just find them lying around, don't you? No. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> in work, in the back of work, you often see them. Mind do you, you're we? not going home on the train with a pallet, are you? Carrying a massive pallet. I don't know. No, they're heavy, you know. Well, yes. Yeah, they are heavy. No, I don't fancy doing that. I don't think I'll do no, that. No, they get dumped everywhere, pallets. Mm. If you're ever around a friend's house who's having work done, there are pallets there. You're just like, oh, can I take those home with me? And they but say, there's the there's the point, of course. I mean, you could save all of this nail nonsense by just hiring a man yeah. to do these things, and he would come with the correct number of nails. He would, but where's the fun in that? I wouldn't have had the joy this morning of... And I mean this most sincerely, folks. Huey Green is back, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, the real pure <laughs> joy. I do, I enjoy things like that. Because what I like about having a balance in life is we had the lovely show on Friday night, mm -hmm. made a lot of people happy, made ourselves very happy, you know. So you have mm -hmm. that experience. So you don't need to concern yourself with that side of life. You've You've... You've enjoyed a hugely, you know, personally satisfying moment in on every level. And then it's like, right, and now I'm going to sit here and sort through my nails and screws and content with the other areas of one's life. No, I've made all those people incredibly happy and therefore I must suffer doing no, work no, no, as though no, it's no, the 17th no, mund century. Mund mundane tasks offer opportunities for contemplation and reflection and that's what i do i do a lot of thinking like that it's like i go over things like the show i go over th and you sort things out in your head yeah, but isn't there a risk that what you're going to also do then is sort of like you'll be so busy reminiscing that you'll pick up the wrong thing and you'll put no a, because they're left and right the left and right brain activities so you're fine so you can go off on a flight of wherever mentally and yeah. still be with accuracy sorting out your nails. How do you think people do 40 years in factories? I don't know. Like that? I really don't know. It's I Carl Jung who first sort of wrote about this in the Bavarian what, sorting woodcutter. All right. Well, it was, it was the Bavarian woodcutter. The Bavarian woodcutter is not tired and exhausted from sewing down the mighty elm. He's mentally in the future using the table he's made with the wood. Or mentally he's playing for Man City. Or mentally he's playing for Man City with a broken neck, if that Maybe. <laughs> he would have looked a bit like... Would he have looked like a chicken when its neck's broken? He possibly could have done, yeah. It's his head lolling from yeah, side to side yeah. as he ran. Yeah. I'd have watched that. Yeah, exactly. I'd absolutely have watched him play. But that's how you get through mundanity anyway, isn't it? You, um, you were either digest experience or use it to contemplate your future in a positive light because you know where you can find a nine mil clout nail. <laughs> that that works for me. Okay. That's fair enough. I hey, all of his nails are screws. <laughs> you don't want that getting shouted at you when you're Oh no, that wouldn't be good. No, screen. I approach those tasks with anger and putting it off and then I attack it and make sure it's done within five minutes and that I never have to do it again. No, what I like with mundane tasks is thinking them through entirely. And then... The, and by the way, sorting nails and screws is a, a supplementary task because the actual task is to clear under the stairs. Well, yes. But, but there will be, a, you know, a few dozen subordinate tasks that go along with that. 
But this is it. I mean, once you start, if you've got that mindset, mm. then surely you're just going to be like painting the fourth road bridge, isn't it? You'll be going through mm. it, and by the time you get to the end, something back there, your nails have got screwed that's, up again. That's the, that's the joy of experience, of existence, though, isn't it? What, doing it's the, the law of Yeah, it's the law of entropy. You have to participate in the sort of... Uh, the non-diminution of your environment, because otherwise, if you just sit round wanking and eating what's, it's like that fellow <laughs> that you, like him, like him, then you know you're going to be surrounded by the disjecta membra of an, uh, an unspent life. If you ask me, well, that is true, probably yes. Well, that's certainly so. I am here to keep chaos at bay mm. and bring order into the universe. I like that idea. There you go. That's what that's Solzhenitsyn uh, concluded, wasn't it? No, that's good. That um, if I, you're not put together, yes. the world won't be. You've got. Or you to, could hire someone. To, you could hire Malk. How is that? Oh, like you can hire. Well, I suppose you could hire someone to go through your nails and your screws. Yeah, I bet you could. You absolutely could. You could hire someone to come around and do that, and they doff the cap. They'd say thank you. You give them five pounds. Off they go. And in the meantime, I could have written a book. Five pounds. Yes. You're going to just go and drag some fella off your seafront with a bag of Magnus cider on right. a bank holiday. Yeah. <coughs> you don't want him round. Well, if he does the job, he could do it in the garden. He'd want to use your toilet. He couldn't use the toilet. The man who fixed the new dishwasher used the toilet. Have you recovered? Well, I wasn't too happy. He came in and said, I probably can't fix that. You've got the wrong without sort a, of pipe. Without having a piss. Yeah. It's, I can't fix that, mate. I don't think I can do that. You've got the wrong sort of pipe. Anyway, can I use your toilet? And I said, well, could you fix it um, regardless of the pipe? And he went, all right. And then he made it work. And then again, he said, can I use the toilet? So, and I said, I said, yes, now you can. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I wasn't thinking. You I see, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't be like that. It wasn't deliberate. I wasn't going, no, you may not use the lavatory until you've done a jolly good day's work. It was, well, I mean, it, it was, but it the wasn't toilet meant. is for those who succeed. It, <laughs> it wasn't meant to sound like that. It just came out like that. This is a very, very fascinating insight into your mental architecture. Why? Because I it is. He wasn't, he wasn't. It's a rewards-based system. You operate with lavatory privileges. Yes. Yes, it okay. is. I suppose it is. Or with people on Twitter, or whatever it's called this week. You know, it, it is. It's that reward thing. If, if you would like to go away and learn something and bring it back to me, then I will be happy to Otherwise, talk to you. Otherwise, not for you. Not for you. Absolutely. Yeah. The lavatory, yes, you may use the lavatory. Have you finished your work? No? Well, you crack on and then you'll be allowed to go to the lavatory. And well, he was. yes. And, and he, he was. was. He, he was. was. He, got, he was. He got his I didn't say no at the end of it. It's not yeah, like, a, I mean, now can I use your toilet, sir? I can't sir? stand no. wanting a pee. You what? I don't like wanting a piss. Do you not? No, I hate that feeling. I mean, what I've been doing lately, because I've been doing, like, you know, exercise and stuff... Yeah, I've been lying in bed going, oh, I want to wee. No. Right. Oh. And then I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, yeah, I want to wee. So it's like the bladder is strong, dear. Well, it can be controlled. But do mm. you not some find, find some nights where you're just that close where you think, it's not worth the risk? Yeah. So you're going to wake up swimming and piss? No, I don't have that concern. Really? 
Yeah, not really. I don't know. There's no way I'd piss the bed. I don't think I'd piss the bed. But, you know, when you have, like, a couple of cups of tea in the yeah. last few hours of I'm consciousness. I'm going to have a cup of tea in a bed. Right. So if you had a couple of cups of tea, say, in the hour or two hours before bed, yeah, I think then you can lie there. But then I think you are, you know, you're, you're, it's a dicey situation. There is a very real chance that you could piss the bed. There is if you don't get up and have a pee. I mean, if I'm that close, it's like... Then right, you'll get up. I've got to go. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's just like, no, you are a phantom piss, be gone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. You'll stay yeah, and I, you know, intone some incantation and it disappears. In a way, then, I was helping the chap who came round to fit the dishwasher. I wouldn't, wasn't I wouldn't want to fix a dishwasher one in a way. I would not. Well, it made him do it quicker. I Probably. <laughs> It might have made him it. Do it might have done. It would have made me do it quicker. It would have done because the last thing he wants is to stand there and pisses himself in someone's kitchen. And I'm not sure I have to ring Hot Point now and tell them. So he wouldn't have wanted. I bet that. he had a Hot Point. Yeah, I bet you he did. Um, hard on, full of piss. Yeah, hard on, full of piss. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the trick, you see. That's that's the trick. <laughs> um, maybe he likes dishwashers and he finds them arousing. Like that bloke who likes cars. He wanted to fuck a princess. Ha ha. Remember that old joke? <laughs> no? No. And there was a chap who liked having... Did it, was it a roller coaster he married in the States? I don't want to know any more about this He did. He thing. married... He's a chap I'll go in back America. to me nails and screws. I'm oh, sure yes. he did. He did. And he married it. And then he sort of sits in it, just rubbing himself against it while it goes round. The big one. Well, I imagine it would have been, yes. Mm, yes. Well, he should that. have... Well, if you've got a fella like that in your house, then hide your white goods. And let him go to the toilet whenever he wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless no. it's... Uh, no. Anyway, <coughs> I've done all my nice things. I've done How all my you? nice things. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, there is a very nice thing that is arriving. Some people have got it, and we haven't. I haven't even had a thing about it. Let me check. So oh. if, I, if I go on the app. Yeah. Right. You know that screen that you sent me? Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Sat on my earphones. Right. How do I find that? Right. So if you've got the app open. Yeah. Okay. So along the bottom from left to right, you've got a little house, a yeah. little man. Yeah. A car, a bit of basket thing and three lines. Yes. Click the little man. Yes. Now click your orders up top and have a look for it. You can go into search your orders and put Doctor Who. Doctor and, Who. But we bought this it a, should a long time ago. Lead you to it. There's mine arriving tomorrow by 10 p.m. You scoundrel. What's yours saying? Uh, just says arriving Saturday the 23rd of September. Yours is still saying that? Yeah. But on the way, but it's running late, is... Something else I don't recall buying. Oh. Oh, no, I've got that. Oh. My Lee Bryant's book. And that's an odd one. You phone them up and say it didn't arrive, and then they'll send another one. I have a suspicion it came directly from Mr. Bryant, so I won't be doing that. Oh, no, don't do that, then. It looks don't fantastic in those uh, extras on that box. Michael Bryant, Michael Lee Bryant. Wonderful. Yes. Yes, bless him. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. So, yes, yeah, so no season 20 box set for us to uh, drool over today. I'm Maybe half it'll... tempted, mm. half tempted to ask for it as a birthday present and wait until my birthday. That's my over birthday, two months. I know it is, but 
November 23rd, 1983, mm. my 11th birthday. I think I'm right in... No, it went out November 20th, didn't it, The Five Doctors? Mm, it did. It went out a bit earlier. The st- no, it went out 25th. Okay. The I States know it was got it on the day. We had to wait. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it going out, so it's kind of like... It, it feels like I should wait until November, but it's, it is so dash chocolatey. That's that Catholic thing, though, isn't it? I'm going to wait and not have it. You, you don't need. You should give in to the, to the sins of Davison. I don't know. It's so tempting to have it as as a sort of treat. Well, it will be a treat anyway. I know, but we get so many treats. There's a stack of just this week's treats. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a there's a stack of treats next to me, just out of shot. There's two actually. However, I think the other thing to think about is then. I'll have it. And then we can't discuss it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not worth it. But you could wait, too. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, that's not happening. No. no I've already I've already taken two things which have been put away for Christmas. I thought, oh, they can wait till Christmas. And I've already forgotten what they are. So mm. that's good. Unless it means I didn't want them in the first place, of course. Maybe we should be on a nice things diet. A nice things what? Diet. What? Restricting ourselves. Restricting the nice things like the dishwasher man. But no, because this is that thing again. This is like when you go, oh, can't eat fish. Why not? It's Friday. It's one of those sort of things, isn't no, it? No, but are we not in danger of diluting the impact of nice stuff by constant... I mean, it is Christmas every day, isn't mm. it? Mm. You know, Roy Wood would approve. It would. There's so much nice stuff, though. One could never. Yeah. Read. No, I'm. I'm still enjoying thriller of an evening. I mean, you started on Hammer House of Horror last Star- night. Hammer House of Horror for the first time. I've never seen it. Is it done properly? Did you have Nicholas Ball and a kids' party? Uh, what round my house? Mm, yeah. No. That's the first episode. No, no. The first one is Patricia Quinn as a witch. Oh, that's right. It's the third one, isn't it? That's the house that bled the, to death. That dripped, uh, the house that bled to death. That's right. Now, that's number three. The first one is uh, Patricia Quinn from Rocky Horror is a witch, and she's about to be burned in the 1600s, and then she propels herself forward yeah. in time yeah. and just ruins everyone's lives for a bit. I'm not quite sure why. But... Yeah, don't tell me the ending. I've forgotten that one. Okay. Have you forgotten who else is in it? Yeah. Ian McCulloch. Wow, I'm Play- going to really enjoy this. Playing Ian McCulloch, of course. That's, that's what, what I want. Does. That's all you want. That is all I want. He's the father I never had. <laughs> Someone <laughs> has scowled and shouted you. <laughs> that's what Ian McCulloch does best. Yeah, we are. Even absolutely. when he's like, you know, betraying a. It's not a lack of courage, but he doesn't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Yeah, with that face that said he it's would just kill that- you. And what I love about Ian McCulloch is that comb-over. Because mm. it's fantastic. You wouldn't guess it was a comb-over, even. You you really wouldn't. It's very well done, It's that. brilliantly done. That, you know, and, and so he's got that unique comb-over, the scowl. That's everything you want in a father. It is. The comb-over's gone out of fashion, rather, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think I saw one, though, a couple of months back, and I can't think where. Really? Yeah, I was delighted to see one out in the wild. It's good to know there are some still out there. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Where did I think? I don't know. can't remember. R.S.B. Benton. Uh. We should fight them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm bloody exhausted. After I this am. Week. I am, dear. And that's, I've, I've got a little bit of work to do and, and I've got to go shopping yet. Well, you better get a wiggle on, lad. You've got 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. I think I'm probably just going to go to the one stop, which, you know, it makes it sound as though it has everything you might need, but it really doesn't. If you want sort of like... shaving I... foam and milk, you're sorted. If you actually want everything else, then it's not your one I don't like those little shops. Do you not? No, I like the independent trader, like ah. you, sir. Do you know what I like about it is uh, the manageress of it is she's Eastern European and she's got a proper sort of like, it's almost, it's almost like if an ITV sitcom English European accent, you know, where someone's playing the au pair and they're overdoing it. Mary Tam. That's the sort of thing when she does that voice. It's like that. Yeah. But she looks like she could kill you. And you're going to her shop. I am. What is it you need? All sorts. Of, I've been shopping this oh, one. Sorts. I know. There's fifty p's and pounds going down the gr- drain there. I know. I absolutely know. What's one item you need? Uh, toilet roll. Ooh. Ooh. It's that important. No, you need a, a home bargains, or if you're in the Liverpool area, a quality save for bog roll. I would I have said think... Wilco, but they're about to go. Yeah, I went I in think... Wilco the other week. It was just... Ev- the shelves were just completely bare. Really? Just Picked everyone clean. buying everything. Witnesses, bargain hunters, the call had gone out. They'd all been in there. There was nothing. How long has it been around? Since the 1930s or something? No idea. It's just... It's a bloody shame, isn't it? I've never... Did you ever go... Through, of course. No, no, I've never been in it. I mean, I, presu- I th- heard the name Wilco and I thought, oh, no. Yeah, so that was I mean, it. I've been a home bargains chap for many years now. I do uh, go occasionally to Wilco, you know, like when they're closing down and selling everything off. And so is Wilco not a DIY shop? Yeah. Oh, right, okay, I've got that right then. Well, partly. I mean, you can get everything in there, can't you? You know, I bought, um, for my binders, I bought the Polly Pockets from there. Your binders? Yeah, no. You know, me comics... Oh, your you, you foldery things. Mm, each comic from is there. in a Polly Pocket. Oh. But I have them all done now, so I no longer care. There you go. The paint for your house is cheap in there. They did a very nice uh, classics range, okay. which was very like uh, Farrow and Ball stuff. Okay. Rock on, Tommy. Oh, no, fair enough. I do like Farrow and Ball. There you go. No mm. more Wilco. No. No. But I'm in the middle of getting the bathroom done now, so this week's house guests were very understanding. Now that's good. And they were all the allowed to use the toilet. Well, they're guests. That's different. Had they have turned up to say, I'm just going to fit a boiler, well, they could have waited. Well, no one's fitting a boiler in my toilet. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> how's it doing? It's desperately crying out for attention. Okay. It needs to be finished. So you've got a lavatory. I have. Yes. You've got the lavatory sorted. And you've got the shower. lavatory. <laughs> no shower. shower as such. A bath, though. Oh, okay. A bath. Well, I always like the shower in... Sorry. No, it sounds like it's sorted, then. Oh, no, it's functional. 
but uh, it's, not, it's functional but not pretty, sir. A bit like oh. the SEO local one stuff. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, no, I can't remember what I was uh, going to say. Oh no, that's oh, the other I, bit. I remember yeah. the shower. I like the shower in the spearhead from space. Oh, you're getting something a bit like that? No, I, I'm just saying it's beautiful. Oh no, that's a lovely shower. That is, yeah. Mm. What well, were you saying? Oh, no, I was going to say no. The lady in the shop, she is pretty. It's just she has the eyes of someone who's killed. Oh, right. Maybe yeah. has. It's that. Maybe she's on the run. Yeah. Maybe it was someone who didn't pay for their toilet roll. Maybe it was. Maybe it was a man who asked to use her toilet. You don't get to ask twice out there. No. Snap your neck with her thighs, she would. Well, you know, you'd be sort of walking out into the snow, wouldn't you? Mm. Wondering if you were going to make it to the toilet. You would. You know, because of purrs and things like that. No, someone just taking a pot shot at your head. Oh God, that's true. Did I ever tell you about the sniper I encountered? No, I'd remember. This was when I was in, um, well, Prague, but near Prague, doing a film. It's nineteen ninety-seven. Little place called Levice, and we had to sort of get from one end of the town to the other. Yeah, and. And we started sort of walking, because it wasn't far. There's all the equipment, there's the actors. Off we go, down. And we were stopped by the police. And Tom, our interpreter, spoke to them. And he came back, he said, right, we've been told we've got to go another way. I said, well, why is that? And he said, well, there's a man sat on the roof of his house with a gun, and he's just taking pot shots at people as they go past. Yeah, let's go the other way. Let's go the other way, Thomas. Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that was a great place. Mad. Yeah. I should imagine it was very touristy now, apparently. Very touristy, yeah. 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 Whereas when I went there, there was nowhere to get anything to eat. There was a very old refrigerator in the railway station, and I don't think it actually worked. And they had also, I mean, it just looked like an autopsy had taken place. And the only thing that was vaguely recognisable was the pig's brain that was under a glass dish on a plate in there. Nice. I had some of that. It's not nice. You don't want to eat anything, which when you bite it, makes the noise of the animal. But if you bite a pig's brain, it oinks. It genuinely oinks. You can hear the oink when you bite into it in your head. It's like the pig's got into your brain. Oh, it probably has. It probably has. It probably has. Jacob disease sort of thing. Yeah. Um, My nan used to eat brawn. Filth. Oh, brawn is dirty. Absolute filth. Brawn on toast. Oh. Anyway. No. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Hmm. Yes. Right, well, we all hope that you enjoyed whatever that was, and we hope you have a lovely week. And so until the next time... Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We always forget that bit. What's it called now? X. Oh, yeah. X. Don't forget to follow us on X. Um, where where we've launched the Nice Things Library. So have a look at that. Each day, some nonsense for you to enjoy when we're not with you. An an all-year-round advent calendar. There you go. And just you wait till you see what happens at Christmas. It's the the Legs and Co. girls dancing to the theme tune from Blue Peter. You'll get fed up of it by then, like like the third channel. No, I know the third channel will be, though. We've just been too busy. Sorry about the lack of the third channel. It'll be back next week. I mean, if we record the next one now and it gives me seven days or something, we I'm sure it'll be see. there. We it'll be see. there. Anyway. See. Yeah. Yes. Have a nice week. Yeah, cheerio. And bye have bye. a nice week. Yeah. <laughs> I talked over you. Bye-bye. Go on, do it again. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog